and welcome to How to Survive Your Life. I'm your host, Molly Merwin, and I'm joined, as always, by Daisy Earl and Kaylee Cassidy. This podcast takes inspiration from the news, discusses it, debates it, and gives you top tips on how to survive everything. Hello, and welcome to How to Survive Your Life. We are episode nine. How are you listeners? How are you surviving? Welcome back or welcome to I'm the host Molly Merwin. And of course, I'm joined by Kaylee and Daisy. Ladies, how are you doing? How are you surviving? Daisy, I'm going to start with you. Hello. Hello. I I am very well this week. I'm just, you know, getting getting through lockdown best I can as ever watching an unhealthy amount of 90 day fiance. Um, I have <laughs> for those of you who Daisy, don't, Daisy, can I ask you what an unhealthy amount is? Yes, great question. Quantify. Well, I mean, I would. It's a good question. <laughs> I would say <laughs> at least minimum, minimum two hours a day. So maybe that's okay, but it's religious. You know, that's every okay. day I'm watching it, yeah. but I love it. I, you know, because it's it's just it's the perfect combination of trashy tv and i get really over invested and my husband has to keep reminding me it's just a show you know let it go but i <laughs> i love it because it's it's basically just people from abroad marrying americans and culture clashes but i i get so if the couple have an argument i really take a side and I find some of them. So there's this one woman who's going out with a man. I think I can't remember. I think he's from Ghana and he's this really handsome man and he works in the music industry in Africa and he just seems really lovely. She's a much mm-hmm. older American woman and I cannot stand her. But my least favorite thing that she does is he says baby love. And when he says it, it seems really attractive but when she says it, it's almost like she's imitating him. She like goes, oh, no. baby love, why don't you come over here and baby love? And she keeps saying it back to him in this really deep voice. It's very disconcerting, <laughs> but you'd have to watch it. It's just, it's a good trashy show. Again, my friend, I, I should have between last week and this week, I should have found out, but my friend has a podcast. I need to get the name of it. Maybe in an episode I can find out. I've, you're convincing me There's to a watch podcast? it. I didn't... All on it. I think you told me this and I forgot because yeah, I really it's all about 90 Day Fiance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I should have asked her the name of her podcast, but I will I will find out. I'll let you know. A little plug for her podcast. Her name is Kim Burles. Yeah, I didn't think we had it over here, but now it seems that we can. I can watch it. So maybe I'll have to get hooked on it too. <laughs> Kay- Kaylee, how are you? Are you are you hooked on to anything? Any trash TV or anything? How are you surviving? No. No, but I am doing like some other things. I'm in Portsmouth at the moment with my sister and I'm helping with childcare. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it is really nice. I love my nieces. They are so cute and funny. Like this morning I did the school drop off and Mm -hmm. it's so weird dropping kids off during coronavirus. And this is why. So there's a system. There's a one way system which I didn't know mm. about. And you can't go the other way. Otherwise you are like going to get a letter sent home about your behavior as an adult, you know, <laughs> as an adult. What? So there's a one-way system. There's also different times for every single class to be picked up. So my older niece gets dropped off at 20 past nine, but my other niece has to be in at 10, uh, 
no, I made that mistake yesterday. I dropped her off at the wrong time. <laughs> so not 10 o'clock. I did. And, and yeah, a letter got sent home. I'm not really bad auntie. They're like, who is this hippie coming into this school, walking the wrong way? So, so yeah, so there's a 40 minute gap between their drop-offs, but obviously uh-huh. I don't have a car and by foot. So I'm just sort of take yeah. them both and then like hang out and then drop them off. But um, if you don't arrive on the dot, they won't be allowed in to class. What? Yeah, it's it's wow. mad. And this is because of coronavirus, two meters distancing yeah. and all of this, which I get, I completely get. It's just so yeah. weird when schools normally like, ah, running around, yeah. crazy, 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 <laughs> ding-a-ling-a-ling, run into the classroom. But now it's so odd and all the parents are standing away from each other. And um, there was a big situation at the school where my sister and two of the mums that she knows were standing too close, apparently, and a letter got sent home about the proximities. Oh, and So, yeah. But anyway, it's 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 great to be in Portsmouth, to be by the beach. And um, Oh, your photos have been amazing. I've been so jealous. Yeah, sorry about that. No, it's just okay. nice. And then... <laughs> and then the other the She's other like, really sorry. Yeah, for that. The other cute thing is I would like to play it for you because it is just too cute and okay. um, I hope you'll hear by said to my nieces oh let's tell jokes on the camera so they're like okay yeah let's tell jokes. Oh. This is the joke. I think you stink. <gasps> Me. <What? laughs> And then they just call me smelly for three minutes. <laughs> she said I always fart. <laughs> I'm always I, farting, smelly Kaylee. I said, I'm a vegan. Leave me alone. <laughs> I know. I think you need to teach her those. That's just the truth. There's truth and then there's jokes. I guess truth and comedy. There you go. Comedy That's and truth. It, yeah. <laughs> that is true. Um, although I don't think I do smell, but oh, who knows? I've never smelled you. <laughs> oh, I, Molly, I thought that was a complete burn from you. Yeah. You went, that's just the truth. <laughs> that was a complete burn and you didn't even know. <laughs> well, no, I've never smelled your body odor. You've never lived. Molly. I also never farted in that improv course. And that's the only time you've ever seen me. So, Well, in the park too. Did I fart then when you dropped off the No, bar? I don't think you did. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. I'm trying to help you out here, Kaylee. Oh, Molly, I'm so confused. I really thought you're just doing a complete burn on my fragrance, but I am. Well, no, I I did do a burn at first, and then I was being nice. Okay. But I understand it's so nice. confusing. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh well. Speaking of things that can be nice and then not, or not nice then are nice. Moving house. How do you like that transition? Yes, I'm a professional. Anyway. Very good. I know, I know. Moving house is what we are talking about today. Uh, A lot of people, we talked about this for a number of reasons. You both are getting ready to move, or Daisy has recently moved house. Kaylee is getting ready to move house. And then with the coronavirus, a lot of people... It's been in the news lately, a lot of articles because people just couldn't move house for months. It was just on mm-hmm. pause. And now so many people are having to move house. I had I had a friend move house a couple of weeks ago. My neighbors are having to move in a couple of months. So Kaylee, how's your the beginning of your moving house going? Yeah, it's, it's um, I've got a lot of time because obviously I don't have work at the moment either. So it's kind yeah. of good 
you know to sort of sort things out but it's funny because um they you say moving house but it's like moving uh, room isn't it like for me but like, I just really have a room yeah <laughs> fair um, yeah yeah it's like I don't have all this furniture and I'm very sad to be to be leaving the boat very sad I, I feel like I'm in a relationship with Elspeth Mabel my boat and Aww. you know <laughs> it's a breakup it's a breakup and it's a moving out and it, it's gonna be tough I might need you to come down and peel me away from her I'll be holding the riggings. <laughs> I will I will bike down there. I definitely will. And also, if you are moving, I know you might not have needed to do this, Daisy, and I'm not going to get a removal man anyway or a removal van, but you're not allowed to offer them a cup of tea. That's a, that's a rule. Oh, you, wow. You can't <laughs> offer the removal people tea if you're moving. You can... And you have to have a buddy system where the same people are carrying the furniture out. Daisy, how you you had to move house recently because well, well, tell us about that. Well, we moved out from Reading mainly just because to save money. <laughs> just because my, I mean, my husband Ben, he can work remotely, and it didn't really make sense to be there. And my parents have a big house, and it's in the countryside, yeah. so we're like, oh, we'll just live here. Which is funny because my mum was so delighted because she's such a like social butterfly and just loves us being around. Aww. My dad, however, <laughs> the major, he is much less impressed. He literally was like, "Look, you got married. I gave you away. Like, take the hint. I've given you away." <laughs> go away like he and on a daily basis I get these like little you know coronavirus updates sponsored by dad you know oh lockdown seems to be easing I suppose you'll want to move along soon get on with your own life and I'm like dad I get it I promise you as soon as as soon as I'm able will be gone he's not a sociable man but what he does is really clever and I would recommend this to anyone who wants to be antisocial he puts on giant headphones to go out and do the gardening and stuff but then if you try and get his attention like if you wave at him like oh hey dad I'm here he'll move one of the headphones so he can hear you but then he'll be like what what are you saying what do you want as if it's so dramatic now nobody bothers nobody disturbs him it's just like he's got the headphones on don't bother (laughs) I do that I well when we could go out into the world and walk around a city I used to do I used to just keep wired headphones in even if I wasn't listening to anything because I just didn't want anyone to talk to me (laughs) (laughs) anti-social yeah I was like I just don't want anybody to talk to me I'm not listening to anything and now I have airpods I was like ah damn it people aren't going to be able to see this. And so then people are going to talk to me and then I can't pretend I can't hear them. Uh, you know, I saw a, a woman, one of her airport airpods, airports, what am I talking about? One of her airpods fell out on the train station platform. And honestly, <gasps> she dived to the floor to get it. It was so dramatic, <laughs> but they're really expensive. I don't blame her. They are. Guys, I've got a story about, I think okay. I don't know what an airpod is, but I think it's an airpod. an earphone that you'd put in your ear yeah I don't have them now because of this reason but somebody one of my neighbors on the boat saw that I run with um headphones with wiring and he's like you need to stop doing all that like I've got a pair you can have them you can have them so he gave me them as a gift which was really kind and I went out for a jog in them but it kept falling out my ear Mm -hmm. just wouldn't stay in I was like this is stressful this is supposed to be stress-free it's actually stressful won't stay in anyway because I live by water there's a big (gasps) part of the canal river trust yeah you know where I'm going with this huh um and there's a big part of the (laughs) canal river boat and it's really 
like steep and the water's down there and it goes off to the Millennium Dome O2, uh-huh. whatever they call it now. So I'm running along there and the earbud, I see it. It's almost like it's all in slow motion. It comes out my ear, it rolls on the floor and I'm like trying to get it and then it just flops down into the water. But it's about, it's like a, like about 10 people away from me. So it's very, very far away for me to even get to the water and I'd die if I fell in there. So I just saw it and I took a picture of it and was like, oh. <laughs> and now every time I see him, I pretend that I've got the them in. And I'm like, what? <laughs> because I don't want him to know that I exactly the same day he gave them to me, it fell into the water. For the record, I knew the, where that was going. Yeah, yeah you did, Molly. <laughs> I love the game. I, did. You I could like, tell. There was like, be you don't know where this is going. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I love, though, that you're you're not telling him, but you are putting it on the podcast. <laughs> I know. And also, Daisy, it's why I'm moving off the boat, is so I can just avoid <laughs> <Yeah>. him now. <laughs> Okay, ladies, so people are moving house. Let's help them survive through this. Each week, if you're joining us for the first time, hello, and thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. If you are coming back, thanks so much for coming back. This week, as of every week, Kaylee and Daisy each bring three survival tips. They each present them, and as they present to the other person rebuts, at the end of each round, there'll be three rounds. I decide whose tip was the best tip. I give two points for that tip, and then I potentially will give one point for a rebuttal. I also maybe, if I really like the other person's top tip, I got to really like it and really believe in it. I will also give them a point as well, but just one point. And then at the end of three rounds, one person will be crowned survivalist of the week. This week, Daisy is returning survivalist. To I mean, we don't really need to do this, do we? I don't, I don't know. We really need to I know mean, the score? I don't know. <laughs> do we? Yeah, I think we do. Okay. So, Daisy, since you are the returning survivalist <laughs> of the week, you will begin. What is your first top tip? for surviving moving house or room. Okay, so my first top tip for surviving moving house is quite specifically aimed at gold diggers. So I don't know how much you guys (laughs) might know about this story because it was quite big in the news around the 31st of May. But there was a 81-year-old British man who was a former Church of England vicar. Uh, His name is Philip Clements. He was actually married to a much younger man, the guy Florin Marin, who was 54 years younger than him. And he was from Bucharest, I believe. Now, basically, when the man passed away, his husband naturally uh, inherited all of his money. So he got, I think, 150000 from a life insurance policy, 100000 house oh, that was gym. put in his name. It's like, uh, <laughs> I know, <laughs> like an apartment in Bucharest. And also he got like a spousal pension. So he gets, unless he marries again, which I'm assuming he won't um, for this reason, he got £2,000 a month uh, for life pension. So I got this information from uh, The Week magazine, Mail Online, which I hate, but it it always detracts you. (laughs) You love it so much. You bring it every week. Dock a point for the Daily Mail. (laughs) Do you know what? That's so fair. I would take the point being docked for the Daily Mail. Um, 
<laughs> but basically, <laughs> basically, yes. So, <laughs> the Daily Mail aside, I also got information from the Independent. Just saying, I sold Daily Mail. That um, doesn't balance. But that doesn't balance. Give her back a point. Give her point back <laughs> back um, to zero, Daisy. Yes. <laughs> okay, thank you, Mr. Clement's seventy-one-year-old old, older brother Anthony. So he didn't actually have a family, but his brother was left just two family photo two favorite family photographs everything else went to his husband now the family are furious they like call the husband a leech and god bless the husband i'm gonna i have a photo of him in front of me i'm gonna describe what he looks like he's a pretty handsome man um he has olive skin and like floppy blonde hair he's wearing floral like matching shoes with his trousers he's got a light blue jacket on he looks so sassy and I don't know why but he has decided for these photographs to look furious (laughs) so he's like giving the angriest sassiest look at the camera and he feels he's done loads of interviews he loves all the attention and he feels very hard (laughs) done by because the family have said you know he was a leech, he, you know, he was a gold digger. And he says, no, you know, despite the 54-year age gap, he loved his husband. Yes, they had lots of arguments, but, you know, because they did apparently have a really turbulent relationship. But he said that he, you know, he made him made him happy. He did say, though, <laughs> this is, I mean... Now, Florin, I will say, is potentially part monster because despite the fact he was left all this money, in the will, he was also left £10,000 for a funeral. And Florin conveniently was like, oh, he wanted a really simple ceremony. He didn't want flowers. He didn't want a big fuss. Oh, and I'm like, that's so outrageous. It's like, where did he write that down, Florin? Because... I personally feel like you made that up so you get more money. This seems very... And to be honest, there is not suspicion around his death because he was elderly, but it is said that, you know, he could have gone to the hospital sooner and eventually Florence sort of insisted they went, but it was like after maybe, I think, eight days. So it's not like he murdered him, but equally he could have you know neglect i'm that is entirely um what do you call it conjecture that is me just just me throwing shade i'm not sure if that would have made a difference but it does um, just project i'm just saying you know because he was they were separated in hospital in in case he had the coronavirus but mr mm-hmm. clemence was basically uh, he was ill at home for some time and obviously he was elderly so if i i mean i have elderly relatives if they're ill i take them i mean maybe not in now because of covid but normally i would take them straight away so yeah basically my advice so i mean can i also just very quickly tell you one of their arguments which i love i don't know why i find this so funny but the, he he had uh mr mr marin the the younger man apparently had an affair after they'd had rouse over his clubbing into the early hours and an affair allegedly with a Spaniard named Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) Jesus. And he's not, I mean, the thing is, I will say this is that as much as he, you know, he probably is a gold digger. 
and he's a you know a toy boy and he's 27 he doesn't come across as likable i mean he said that he would allow himself i think it was two weeks to mourn his husband and then he had to move on with his oh life my God. <laughs> bear in mind he's 27 i mean i do sort of admire the gold diggers that are very uh, a very kind of overt about it like i've done my two weeks i'm now i'm moving on um and he said yeah i mean obviously he's speaking in english which isn't it's not his first language, but he said, quote, mm-hmm. my darling people, it's not my fault that I've been left with this money. It's not like it was one or two million pounds, as if that's the scale. <laughs> well, it's not millions, so that's fine. But they met <laughs> They met on Gaydar, which I actually think for the older man is very impressive, even that he just could use a smartphone in that way. You know, I'm glad that my you know, grandpa does not need these services because he'd be lost on on a smartphone. He's got one. Of, <laughs> my granddad has one of those like Dora phones, you know, that are just like a big, like look like an old house phone, but they're mobile. And then he said, and again, he's speaking his second language. He said, I don't want to show people my feelings because some people take advantage of that. And there are people who are happy because of your sadness. And I thought, well, that is true. But also when you're recently bereaved, people do tend to forgive you being sad and not really take advantage of that. That does Mm. sound a bit like I can't be that sad because I wanted his money and now I have it. But then he said, I am 27 years old and I'm not challenged. And again, it's like, well, that's good. But also it's not relevant, but that's fine. So, yeah, he's not very remorseful. But what I would would say um, controversially is that I think this older man, love his heart, this former vicar, Mr. Clemens, he would have had a lovely few years before he died. He didn't have children. He didn't have a wife. And actually, if Florin Marin made him happy, you know, at age 27 by entertaining him however he did, I actually think Florin should keep the house and he should get the money because I think that going out with a much, much older person, how sad would it be if you went to that? Because I, I'm struggling to believe that they were legitimately in love. How unfortunate mm-hmm. would it be for Florin if he spent a couple of years with an 81-year-old doing his bit and then after that didn't get the money i just it would make me sad for him uh, so i i think you know the older man had a nice time pre-death younger man gets some money i'm all right with it on the whole so i think if you are a gold digger make sure that your affairs are in order so when you're moving house into your new home that everything gets put in your name so when your elderly benefactor passes away you get the money Great. Thank you, Daisy. Kaylee, you're in one to two sentences, your rebuttal. I think it's really sad to like gold dig. It's really abusive on the old people, you know. They've had a, I don't know. <laughs> My heart goes out <laughs> to it. Although, Daisy, I see your point about it being, you know, they are having a nice couple of years, hopefully, with that person. What I would like to add is that if you are a gold digger, you should definitely give the family some money just to keep them quiet. Mm. That's not fair. 150,000, give them 50. They can split it. 
and you've got a hundred thousand. That's enough. Excellent. Thank you, Kaylee. Thank you. Okay. Kaylee, it is now your first top tip for surviving moving house. So my first top tip people out there is declutter. So see moving Mm. as a chance to clear away the rubbish and declutter your belongings. Lorianne Stepp, who is a professional organizer, says physical Mm. clutter in the home is connected to emotional clutter in the head. I like that. Mm. I often feel very messy in the head when my room is untidy Mm. and a Mm -hmm. good clean and declutter (laughs) always makes me feel better. Um, It's like when I've got knotty hair, I brush my hair, I feel better. (laughs) So question ladies, (laughs) do you think being a professional organizer is the same work-life dynamic as being a chef, for example? So cook good food at work, eat super noodles at home. And how about (laughs) professional organizers? Are they too lazy to organize themselves at home? So like a therapist has a therapist and that therapist has a therapist. The professional (sighs) organizer has a professional organizer who has a professional organizer. You know, what do you think? I think they would. I think a therapist would have a therapist or should, you know, like hearing everybody's things. Mm. And I've known a lot of chefs And some chefs, it's either one of two things. They either cook amazing at home as well, or they cook like shit at home. But usually they cook like shit at home because they get off work so late that they don't have time to do anything out. I can imagine. I would think a professional organizer would already be organized, though. So they wouldn't need a professional organizer. Yeah, I don't know the answer to the question. If you're a professional organizer, I could imagine them being like a shit show in their real life, though. If you're a professional organizer, (laughs) which is, I mean, bless Mm. them, an entirely made up job. But I think, yeah, they would be (laughs) the messiest. That would be my prediction. Mm. So this top tip is mainly for the packing process of moving. Give yourself lots of time to pack and listen to your favorite Mm. playlist of mm. top tunes okay get tame and parlor on there <laughs> start wiggling your ass this is a really tricky one for me personally because i am very unorganized and despite trying to be better mess is something so easy for me i don't like mess but i just deal with it so speaking as a person mm-hmm. who never benefits from their messiness my top tip is to try and be more organized pack in a simple way, pack with lots of time, label your boxes and get Mm. rid of stuff you don't need anymore. So that's the decluttering. Graham Hill has a TED talk and it's called Less Stuff, More Happiness. And he says Mm. editing ruthlessly is important. Could I do with a little life editing, he asks. Would that give me a little more freedom, he says. Maybe (laughs) a little more time, he ends. We are the editors in our own lives. The edits being cleaning and decluttering. Also, what you don't use and have lying around the house, somebody else might actually need it. Mm-hmm. What is your rubbish is often someone else's treasure. London is great for street finds. Most of my things are from the streets. My nickname is Bin Shoes. <laughs> <laughs> that is because most of my shoes I find in bins. Upcycling is good for the environment and reduces carbon footprint, although avoid soggy mattresses as they probably have bed bugs. Mm. How to survive bed bugs is another podcast. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Also, if you need help, you will need to be rich, I'm afraid, because um, clutter Mm. clinics are very expensive and decluttering Mm. divas are just as pricey. If If you're not rich, you can do a socialization event 
So I'll give you beer and pizza mm. if you come around and help me sort my house out. I don't know. So you, you're like building on social connectedness. When my friend Rachel, mm. she's called Rachel Dance, actually, such a nice name. Uh, we lived in Barcelona. <laughs> and she bought a house in Barcelona or a flat. She had us all round, bought beer and pizza, and we painted her flat together and we put yeah. music on. It was nice. it was amazing, and I always remember that day yeah. as just it's all getting paint everywhere and having such a good time because we were in a band at the time called the Ukuladies, so it was all the Ukuladies. <laughs> yeah, there was twelve of us originally. You need to get the band back together. One time Zoom performance, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, so I do find it difficult to get rid of stuff. I'm a magpie. I like shiny things, but I always see moving as a chance to declutter and get more organized. Now, just very briefly, we do need to take a moment to consider the show Hoarders. How could we talk about decluttering mm. without talking about yes. Hoarders? Have you seen it? Yeah. Yes. It's like watching a train wreck. Yeah, <laughs> agree. I will be honest with you. I tried to watch it, but it really made me sick. I, I, I felt really <laughs> ill watching it. It's so messy. Like I'm messy, yeah. but no, 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 no. Yeah. I know that makes me sound prim, prim and proper, but also like compulsive hoarders, which is a psychological disease. People, they don't move anyway. Compulsive hoarders don't move, but hoarders, it's it's different, isn't it? There's a difference. So I wanted to share some of the cases that I heard about. So one hoarder lost their cat in their house and it was found two years later. God, was oh, it dead? God. It was dead, yeah. Oh no. I was thinking it just had an adventure. If oh. it wasn't dead, then it's Puss in Boots. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, and then the other, the another woman had twenty cats dead in her freezer and fifty oh. live ones in her house. Oh, oh my mm. god, that's disgusting! Have you heard of animal hoarding? It's a thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. god. Mm-hmm. Right. So I read an article on the Daily Mail. Oh no! <laughs> Minus point one point. <laughs> yeah. But then. But then I picked my nieces up from school to help my sister, who's a key worker. Uh, <laughs> there's your point back. Get my point back. Okay. Um, Balance. <laughs> so this, this article is the case of Jeffrey O'Neill, who bought over 300 pets into mm. his new partner's house. So she's got a daughter. They live oh in this God. house. He moves in. Who has mm-hmm. that much baggage, guys? 300 <laughs> animals. That is bloody. That is, and also, that's animal cruelty. Okay, that's animal cruelty. (laughs) And I don't agree with that. I I volunteered at a little plug for them, Wood Green Animal Shelter, for about two and a half, three years. And you would be surprised how many cats we got from hoarders. And it was, and these cats were so, it was so sad, just so, so sad. Anyway. I, I hate people like mm. that. Go ahead. Sorry, Kaylee. Well, no, no, don't worry, Molly, because you'll be pleased to know it wasn't fluffy, cute animals that he had 300 of. It was snakes, dead oh! scorpions, spiders, Jesus. mice, rats. It was it all of these animals. And this poor little girl lives with her mother. <laughs> and this poor man's girl. like, oh my hi, God. everybody, I'm moving in now. Oh, bring the moving van in with all my all my spiders and all my, oh, those scorpions, they're dead, but we're keeping them. <laughs> So um, obviously, God, it's important. I recognize that hoarding, compulsive hoarding, is a disease. But if you are a hoarder, consider the moment of moving to be a chance to declutter and clear your mind. Thank you, Kaylee. I have so many thoughts on this one. I first, real quick, I hate snakes. Like I hate them so much. So if somebody 
Like I would just break up with them. I'd be like, get out of my house. I never want to talk to you again. <laughs> no, it's just not happening. Oh my God. Okay. Sorry. Daisy, <laughs> in one to three sentences, your rebuttal. I think hoarding should be encouraged because I think in this time of COVID where everything feels a little bit on the brink of an apocalypse, you might have something essential. My mum hoards everything, bless her. <laughs> and if you ask my mum anything, if you you could honestly, you could name anything on top of your head and you said, oh, I really need X. Somewhere in our house, attic or garage, it, it exists. And when people start, you know, trading hairpins, I'm going to be king. Kingpin. <laughs> like it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Daisy, very much. Excellent, ladies. Really good stuff. Really good stories. I'm going to give the two points for the top tip to Kaylee. Declutter. Yay! Use this time <laughs> to declutter. I think this is such a great tip. I completely agree. I have moved house more times or moved rooms most of the time it's been more times than I can count. And it always was a really good way. Also, I don't know about you, but I get to that point. Anytime I move house, I'm like, why do I have, I start actually assessing my life. Like, why mm. do I have this t-shirt I haven't worn in five years? Why do I have this random plastic stick that I got at a concert? Why do I still have this? Is it a straw? You kept a straw. <laughs> I kept a straw for five years, Kaylee. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, no, I think it's such a great opportunity to call out or really figure out like what you need and you don't need. And then also give it to someone else. Get it out of your life because you're not needing it anymore. So great tip. Also, it wasn't your top tip, but I did like the beer and pizza party idea if yeah. you're gonna move house makes it fun makes it fun mm. okay so two tips at uh, two tips two points to two kaylee tips. two tips to kaylee two points to kaylee although i do have to say to the uh i gotta say i did say this after yours daisy well done to an 81 year old man for bagging a 27 <laughs> year old man like yeah. let's not pass on that well done <laughs> i'm not gonna give any points for rebuttals i think you actually both did a really good job of rebutting the other person's argument so you kind of counsel boss. each other out yeah <laughs> um yeah i thought you did both did a good job so at this point we have kaylee with two points daisy with zero and kaylee you will begin what is your second top tip for moving house of course so my second top tip for moving house is a spiritual one. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> Shock. Shock. It's aimed towards those who live or would like to live a more nomadic lifestyle. Home, so this is the tip. Home is where your heart is, okay? It's a little creative twist on home is where the heart is. It's where your heart is, your body. So this makes me think of Heartbeat. Do you remember that show? Heartbeat. Green grass, what are you doing? Oh, Molly, you have to watch Sorry, an episode. I have no idea what this is. <laughs> I love that Molly has no idea what's happening. Yeah, I have no Heartbeat. idea what it this is. It was like a soap opera on a Sunday, down. and we used to watch it with our dinner when we were little. We loved it. I think Buddy Holly sings the theme tune or they got a cover of it. Imagine. So yeah, so this topic of moving house led me to thinking about moving home. I'm quite obsessed with this concept of home. And I am working on a show at the moment, which is about this concept of home and how we drew home as kids and how we draw it now. And also I mentioned home last in the episode, the wedding episode. I think about 
home, house, blah, blah, blah. That's my obsession. So I've thought about animals who don't move house. They just move carrying their house on their backs like snails, tortoises and hermit crabs. I like all of those animals, by the way. Cute, slow, scuttly. <laughs> Great. <laughs> then uh, that led me to thinking about cocoons and the transformation of the caterpillar inside their temporary home, which is a cocoon. And then this led me to a beautiful quote, which I think will be really nice to share. And it's by my favorite poet, Maya Angelou. And the, the, the quote is, we delight in the beauty of the butterfly, but we rarely admit the changes it has gone through to achieve that beauty. Mm. If you're a traveler, often you think that you are forever lost, but perhaps your home, your house is different. Perhaps home isn't a brick and concrete thing. Perhaps instead of a mortgage, you buy your home from Decathlon and you live your life like a tortoise with your life in your backpack, on your back or on your front if you're in a museum. <laughs> I guess I like this quote because I feel like I relate to it. I've lived in over 28 postcodes wow. since I was 10. I've always moved every year of my life and I've moved so many times and I often feel like that's a bad thing. However, I've decluttered a lot, guys. <laughs> and often there's that stigma that you can't settle down, blah, 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 if you keep on moving. And it's negative. But I like to think of each flower the butterfly sits on as their house. And their home is their body, beating along with them wherever they go. And I guess it hints towards who we are as people and being more accepting of ourselves and others as we change. I think acknowledging how we have changed, how we have grown should be embraced. Often we feel embarrassed about who we once were. And I think Daisy talked about this in one of the sessions where she was saying how, you know, if sometimes if you have like mental health issues, your personality mm -hmm. does change with that. And that's mm -hmm. part of becoming the beautiful butterfly that you are. And maybe the caterpillar isn't ugly. The caterpillar, I don't know, just because it's not as bright and flappy as a butterfly. <laughs> maybe it's... You know, maybe it's Aww. beautiful too. Yeah. But yeah, you the, the idea is you wouldn't be the butterfly that you are now had you not been who you were as the caterpillar. So I think we should mm. embrace who we are, how we live, and know that home is where our heart is. What is normal? Why should we fit in? Uh, fit into what? I looked at a leaflet challenging the myths about Irish travellers. Um, travellers do not want to be part of Irish society. That's a common misconception oh. of them. Travellers have always been part of Irish society. And unfortunately, travellers experience a traveller's experience of Irish society is often one of exclusion from the mainstream. Travellers are often viewed as a problem, one that would be solved if travellers would just be normal and fit in. And again, like what is normal? Mm. What is fitting in? There is a place for wanderers and it is on El Camino Santiago. And it's a pilgrimage. And I've done the pilgrimage. I did it for one month across Spain and you live with your life on your back like a turtle tortoise or like a turtle and you live basically you pack what you need and that's it and and I think it's a wonderful thing to do and yet you feel like you're in flux and you're surrounded by other people who are too and you know you get you get into your alberg in the evening you wash your knickers because you've only got two pairs and then the next day if they're not dry you tie them to your backpack and the sun dries them you don't wear makeup you don't you, you know i packed five books because i was like i'm going to be reading a lot my back hurt <laughs> so much on the first day that i put all those books on a table in the hostel i was staying in and i just took one little book with me which i didn't even read because there was so much rich conversation going on with all these people from different walks of life so yeah i think like home is where our hearts are and if your home is different if you're never going to be able to afford a house then 
embrace what you have and who you are and um yeah excellent thank you Kaylee she's laughing at herself I laugh at myself because I I couldn't punctuate it in the strong way I intended and I just rambled on oh it was great it was great but I I I cannot I cannot have a comment you guys want tissues because you're both crying (laughs) (laughs) you got us you got us Kaylee okay Daisy in, in one to two, in one to three sentences, what is your rebuttal? Well, I think embracing who you are is advice that for so many people is not sound. There are so many people I want to tell the opposite to. Like, if you're Katie Hopkins, you are not a butterfly. Keep working, you know? <laughs> I would also say I love that Kaylee is respecting the traveler community. My husband is actually part Romani and I have never found a community who are so often openly kind of discriminated and disrespected, discriminated against and disrespected. So I do agree with that, that that is definitely a lifestyle that should be more admired. But my ultimate rebuttal really is that if everyone made home where the heart is and everyone was nomadic, the whole kind of world would not work because I'd be like, oh, I'll see you in London. Where's London? I don't know. We all keep moving. <laughs> you know what I mean? We just be like <laughs> mad ants. So yeah, I think we do need some homes to be in one permanent place. Great. Thank you, Daisy. Uh, did you bore yourself with your <laughs> argument? Because it sounds like you're yawning in the middle of your rebuttal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good to know. Good to know. Okay, cool. Okay. Thank you, Daisy. And with that, Daisy, can we get your second top tip for moving house? My second top tip is when you're moving house to fully explore the house before you move in, before you purchase to make sure it has no secrets. So recently in May this year, a man in Plymouth found a secret 120 year old tunnel filled with relics under his house. But by relics, I mean like old. I mean, this is so funny because it's so typical of builders loads of builders rubbish <laughs> was found in there <laughs> so at some point some builder could not be asked with going to the tip and was like nobody knows this is here fill it so there was a lot of builders waste <laughs> in there but it's basically I mean the photos are incredible it's like this huge area under his home and it looks like this big sort of cavernous cave and it's been potentially sealed for a hundred years so they found newspaper articles <gasps> suggest that it's not been open since a hundred years ago now essentially where he was wow. in Plymouth his historian friend told him that there used to be a hill there and they quarried the hill and then in that kind of hole where that hill was they built these houses but they built all of them with this very kind of announced cellar area for want of a better word so some people have turned their cellar some people use it to grow mushrooms some people <laughs> mushrooms inverted commas sure they do <laughs> some people use it for a wine cellar convert them that would make sense um he didn't know that it was there but what makes me laugh is sorry i keep yawning today all of my stories <laughs> but daisy stop heckling yourself okay we're here for you but this guy had <laughs> this guy had uh, a historian friend who said that a lot of people can turn these into grotto type bathing areas and i just thought who like 
Who would do that? I'm sorry. If I went to someone's home and they said, we have a cold, dripping cave under our house. Do you want to swim in it? I'd be like, absolutely not. Do you know what I mean? That's, I mean, that is honestly sociopathic. Do not make, if you find a a cave under your house, don't make it into a pool. I mean, but I thought that was quite cool. But actually in... Uh, There's been quite a few stories. I have one here from Japan and one in America. So this is from the one in Japan is from 2018. And it's about I shouldn't laugh, but a 90 year old woman had a 20 year old man living in a secret room on in her house. He made himself his own entry and there was a vacant room upstairs. So he basically just climbed in and out of this room every night and and slept there because for six months she just didn't notice. Now, I actually think because there's a housing crisis, I like the idea of elderly people maybe splitting up their <laughs> homes and if they're in a big house, you know, subletting at a cheaper rate so people have somewhere to live. I don't think it's fair, though, just to clamber into <laughs> an older person's home and secretly live there because, you know, that is that's not OK. But equally, mm-hmm. there were students. This is quite a sweet story. These students in Ohio found someone secretly been staying in what they thought was a cupboard and then they opened it and it was a full room and this person just snuck in and out the house for they think months because he had a bed there he had textbooks like a printer like he had like a whole little tv a whole setup and they actually thought their house was haunted because at night they used to hear like banging (laughs) the funniest part how bold is this person living in their house they would find things missing from their fridge and basically this guy would just come out at night and like steal some of their food and eventually they found the cupboard led to this room but what they did was quite sweet because they they realized the other person was probably a student because they there was textbooks there maybe they weren't very wealthy and they knew from his belongings his name was Jeremy so they basically packed up all his stuff but did it nicely you know they didn't destroy his things or anything and they just packed them in boxes and then they put them outside and they changed the locks and they secured the house and they just left a note from him for him just saying can you please find somewhere else to live which I thought <laughs> that's such a sweet way of dealing with that just it like is nice. you know we got a squatter should we wait till he comes back call the police yeah. no no we're just going to quietly evict him and give him a little note to say don't don't live here anymore just a side note on that I saw a video on TikTok which as you know is my favorite distraction Mm -hmm. thing and it was this woman in America and I don't know if you've heard this trend recently of people calling someone a Karen and it's just like an interfering middle-aged lady but people were calling Mm -hmm. her a Karen and I so agreed because she said that someone was looking through her fence and then when she goes over it's clearly like a homeless man washing himself and then in another video she found a bag in her tree with like stuff in it and she was like I'm gonna investigate see he hasn't got anything bad and I thought oh my god he's homeless leave his his home exactly that's his home leave his stuff alone but yeah so but I think that was a sweet way to deal with it but I would honestly I would love to find something cool and secretive in my house. But if I mm-hmm. found, my God, if I found a squatter living in my home, I would 
I would poo my pants. I would be. We all want to see that. <laughs> I was so love. I didn't say shit myself. I said poo my pants. Five. It's much more emotive um, that expression. But yeah, so that is my my survival tip: is if you move house, like check all your maintenance cupboards. You know, for squatters. Excellent. Have either of you seen Parasite? the Oscar winner yeah that's what I wrote that down it reminds me of it yeah I yeah that Daisy you need to watch Parasite that's basically kind of I don't want to give too much away but yeah you should watch Parasite and listeners watch Parasite it's really good (laughs) Kaylee in one to three sentences your rebuttal so Daisy's top tip um really reminded me of Parasite and it really reminded me of Wild Wild Country have you seen that documentary gotta watch it on it's on Netflix right Sheila's got a yeah she's yeah. Can I do spoilers? I can do that, can't I? Like it. It's yeah, it's our podcast. Yeah, but you she's got an underground sauna under which no one knows about, but she invites her lovers down. If you're special, you get mm. to go down there. But it's a secret, no one knows about it. And she's also rigged the whole of the the district with equipment and listens to everything that everyone does. So yeah, your top tip reminded me of those two things. Also, it reminded me of the secret garden, which is my favorite thing when I was little. You know, those secret little... I feel like had reality not been a bit weird with all of these secret passages and stuff, we wouldn't have the great cinema that we have today. Excellent. Thank you, Kaylee. Okay, good stuff here, ladies. I'm going to give for this one two points... To Kaylee once again. Oh my God. This does this feels weird. For home is where your heart is. I I actually cannot love this one more because I, I I too moved a lot. Actually, where I live now as long as I lived anywhere in my home, I mean, since I was 19, I think. So yeah, I think home is where you make it, really. And sometimes it doesn't have to be a physical place. And actually, my husband and I. I don't know if you guys know the uh, song. It's home by, um, oh my God. Sharp and the Magnetic Zero. Yes. Home. Let me go home. I love that song. I walked down the aisle to that song. A, 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 a quartet version. I mean, we didn't actually have a quartet. We had a DJ that had a quartet version of that song. A string quartet version of that song. And um, because for us, you know, we were literally about to move the country. We didn't know, hot, you know, we were going to be traveling. We didn't Aww. know. So yeah, so that was kind of really important. Also, Alex told me that first time he heard that it reminded him of me. And I was like, oh, that's so sweet. And he's like, yeah, because you know, like she she hurts herself in that song and she's clumsy and you're clumsy too. So that's what made me think of you. I was like, okay, now you've ruined it. <laughs> I forgot that there's that really drastic bit of the song where, yeah, she's bleeding. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I I am a clumsy person. So anyway, so I'm giving two points to Kaylee for this. I just yeah, I can't say any more about that. And, but then I am gonna give Daisy a point for the rebuttal for that one because honestly, it just made me laugh. She was like, "Embrace yourself is not always a good thing." Hello, Katie <laughs> Hopkins. Yeah, and I was like good point if you're a racist maybe don't embrace and i that. do not condone embracing yourself if you're kate no, yeah Hopkins. exactly it was so, a top tip for the wanderers she's not a wanderer yeah <laughs> excellent 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 i also i'm not going to give it i can't again i can't willy-nilly give points out all the time but daisy does make a good point about if you are moving house or moving room check that shit out before you mm-hmm. sign on that dotted line it is a really good tip because 
you never know. Never know. Anyway. Hey, can I ask Kaylee, why Why did you move every year from when you were 10? I didn't include the story because it's very heartbreaking. And um, oh, no, I know that sorry. I'm the tragedy I just, bomb. I no, no, just no. remembered what happens when I ask you anything about your life. And you go, well, it's interesting because actually uh, everyone I know was killed in an explosion. So I got witness protection and a new life. <laughs> and that is the story. So thanks for telling my story. Sorry. Spoiler. <laughs> no, no, no. So, yeah. So, just when I was 10, we moved house, but it was very sudden. And my dad was at work, and my mum, we ran home from school and she went, get in the car. And then we just left. And it's a long, long story, way too long for this podcast. Like, we lived in a house, a rented house, then we moved. And then now my mum's in that another house, which she's been in for 18 years. But obviously, I went to uni, and then every year, since then I've moved so it's more of a my issue thing settling down I suppose sudden move does make it sound like you actually are in witness protection but if that were the case I'd have to believe that you chose the name Kaylee Cassidy and I feel like nobody would (laughs) (laughs) I would definitely call myself apple psoriasis or something (laughs) (laughs) apple psoriasis would be a cool friend no it'd be something like moon it'd be like moon cup or something or moon like cup something i wouldn't moon. call myself moon cup <laughs> it would be not it would be like periods. it'd be like moon 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 cohen moon cohen, moon cohen. There you go. oh my god that actually that's such a good name for you kaylee moon cohen <laughs> is a hundred i feel like your personality you should be called moon cohen and you're a spoken (laughs) word poet do you know what i mean okay we'll make it happen absolutely when lockdown's over we're getting you to like loud poetry (laughs) okay daisy sorry okay back to surviving moving house what is your final top tip okay so my final top tip bear in mind i'm a complete skeptic is that the word skeptic that doesn't sound right well it's skeptic is (laughs) sorry skeptic i I lost all confidence okay kaylee english there um but but there's always every episode one of us are stumbling over words i love it (laughs) my tip is to be aware of haunted houses when you're moving so i'm basing a lot of this tip on an article from cnn and it's about but there were a few articles mainly on uh, american websites because it's in new jersey and essentially in 2014 maria and derek brodus bought a house in westfield new jersey in a really affluent area for 1.4 million now i shouldn't laugh but they never really managed they were doing renovations on the house and they never managed to move in because they started getting letters from someone who called himself the watcher now The watcher said, and this is a quote, 657 Boulevard has been the subject of my family for decades now. As it approaches its 110th birthday, I have been in charge of watching and waiting for its second coming. My grandfather watched the house in the 1920s and my father in the 60s. It's now my time. Do you know the history of the house? Do you know what lies within the walls of 657 Boulevard? Why are you here? I will find out. Now, apparently his letters uh, continued and they got more extreme and very threatening. But 
also he seemed to disapprove of them renovating the house which I love because I love the idea that this man is like a vicious potential murderer sending threatening letters but also very like style aware do you know what I mean very like you know I can't believe you've made the whole hallway seem so nineties. so I like the idea he's just like a sassy vicious man but he refers to his children this is so creepy refers to their children rather as young blood he sends veiled threats he asks them whether they've discovered what's in the walls and one letter oh, says shit. quote Will the young blood play in the blade? Will sorry, blah, 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 blah. will the young blood play in the basement, or are they too afraid to go down there alone? <gasps> I would be very afraid if I was them. It's far away from the rest of the house, and if you were upstairs, you will not hear them scream. Right? So this <gasps> is um. I know, terrifying. So his letters become more frequent and eventually two years later, whilst they've still not moved in because of the letters, they hire private investigators, they get home security systems. They do basically everything that they can to identify who this person is, who's just known as the Watcher. They even attempt to sue the previous owners who did not mention when they saw it that they had already received a letter from the watcher and they didn't disclose it and in america you can actually you can basically like here if someone you know how you have to like disclose there's damp or something Mm -hmm. you would they should Mm -hmm. have disclosed it but they didn't actually they weren't successful in their in their court case so they had to end up ensuing the previous owners so they ended up just selling the house but they I don't know whether they were public about the the watcher because or that it was known or that they disclosed it but they sold it for 400,000 pounds oh less than what they paid for it and that was only a matter of oh. years later because of what had happened but what's interesting is I just wonder was the person who bought the house responsible for the letters because I just think if someone came around the house sale and they're just like this sassy man in a cloak being like oh look at your young blood I mean children running outside I'm like I think he frightened you into selling your house under price and obviously we're generation rent so I mean potentially we can just you know get rid of all boomers from their homes by terrifying them into selling under price yeah, but but you're not. I mean, it's interesting because the actor Nicolas Cage, and obviously he's very wealthy, but he bought La Laurie Mansion, which is meant to be one of the most haunted houses in New Orleans. And he said, I mean, this sounds fucking mental, but he bought it for $3.5 million. Bloody hell. And he said, and this is a quote from Nicolas Cage, at any given moment, I have five or six ghosts surrounding the house all looking up at this haunted temple and I'm in there we as in his family come over and have dinner but nobody sleeps there so the property is now up for sale and again I just feel if I was Nicolas Cage I probably wouldn't mention the six ghosts that just hang around outside my house (laughs) he's mad though himself he's a lunatic bless him I mean he sounds like 
a kook but if you but also the thing with ghosts is because i've only you know since um being a an adult lived in really tiny flats i just wonder how much haunting there would have to be for me to like how much haunting would you guys tolerate like if there was uh if i said you could live in this mansion it's got this epic like pool and you know all this cool stuff and a cinema room and you're in like london but side note there's like a nun who will come and sit with you whilst you watch tv and there's this like old like nun nope i'm out i'm out both of you mansion i don't need it i don't know i think i would keep the mansion and just be like do you know what i can rent it out it's fine (laughs) well if i had to live in it i think (laughs) you hate nuns i was just thinking that (laughs) but this is i always think of nuns as being like ghosts and i think if i got used to it and it was a really nice house i'd just be like oh okay you're just gonna sit there because a lot of ghosts don't seem to do much they just you know fear is within i just think we could control it yeah fear is within Hmm. but (laughs) but yes so but apparently you can be prosecuted under the property misdescriptions act of 91 here you can't be prosecuted for haunted houses because obviously you can't prove that ghosts are real but if you didn't disclose (laughs) what Oh, that I know, <laughs> right? Ghostbusters. But in <laughs> exactly, um, I had a really heated argument when I was about five with my dad over Ghostbusters because I thought it was evidence that ghosts were real, and he was like, "It's trick photography." But sorry, the but yeah, so sorry. Here in the UK, you can't sue someone or complain if your house is haunted. So you'll just have to get like I don't know a medium to go into any house you're going to buy and just double check. Although I noticed that ghosts are pretty fussy because I've never heard of someone being haunted in a new build do you know what I mean (laughs) they always seem to like older homes but having said that in 91 1991 sorry in America though it was ruled liable that someone sold a home and they they didn't disclose that there was activity paranormal activity before the purchase so actually they were able to sue someone in america for selling a haunted house but not in the uk so my (laughs) my advice going full circle would be if your house is haunted inverted commas but it's just because you're getting spooky letters personally although what he said was awful about the kids and everything i would just try and make my house really secure and then probably ignore them you know, but then I suppose maybe if you lived there, you wouldn't. What would you guys do? Oh man, I would leave. I don't. <laughs> I would I'd leave. own a house that cost one point four million, so there's no point even thinking about it. <laughs> I would never have a house that would be able to be haunted. Yeah. End of. <laughs> uh, yeah. Would you get haunted houseboats? Maybe, Cody. You can't get haunted houseboats. It's illegal. <laughs> Well, there we are. Okay, there we go. Okay, thank you very much, Daisy. Kaylee, in one to three sentences, your rebuttal. So Daisy's top tip really reminded me of my favorite scene in any film in Beetlejuice when they all have the dinner and they start like the ghosts are like in them. And yeah, it's a really good scene. So I actually work as a ghost support worker, boo.org. That's what it's called. (laughs) Ghosts are people too, you know? Um, have you seen what we do in the shadows? Be friends with the ghosts or just move out. Take the hit of 400,000. You can probably deal with it if you've got that much money anyway. Ghosts were there first. And the watcher, 
needs to be made into a movie. (laughs) Thank you, Moon Cohen. Thank you very much. Okay. (laughs) That's Uh, my ghost name, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, that would be your ghost name. Okay, Moon. Thank you very much. And with that, we go to you for your and the final top tip, moving house. Okay, so my final top tip is treat yourself to a tasty takeaway dinner. After death and divorce, moving home is considered the biggest cause of stress. And I get it. You forget to put the gaffer tape on your cardboard box, labeled granny special teapots. And when you pick it up, everything falls out of the bottom and smashes over the floor that you've just had deep cleaned. The moving man has just cancelled because he has other things and it suddenly just started pouring with rain and you've forgotten which bag you packed your poncho. It's stressful. So what will get you through the day is playing some top tunes, of course, get Tame Impala on, and knowing that when all of this is done, you don't have to do anything else but order a takeaway. I believe that if there is ever a time when a person deserves to do nothing, that is after they have moved house. No washing up, no cooking order a takeaway, eat it from the packaging, and then throw it in the bin. And that's my top tip. I didn't look at the Daily Mail. I just looked inside my own head and knew what I need and what I want when I move house. Excellent. Thank you, Moon, very much. Daisy, your rebuttal. (laughs) (laughs) She's got me. Um, (laughs) So it's so difficult. It's so difficult to rebut something that is so... Um, Okay. I think that take... (laughs) I know I have one. I think the takeaways can actually be really bad for you, bad for your teeth, bad for your stomach, and you're going to have moved house and then yeah, you're going to think, <laughs> you're going to think, okay, <laughs> you're going to look, you're going to get, okay, so this is the thing. This is, this is it. This is it. Um, okay. Okay. I'm, I'm listening. You get a takeaway. The takeaway <laughs> gives you food poisoning. You can't mm. trust those takeaways. And you then have an accident in the bathroom. Your partner is not supportive. You feel embarrassed. You get into a huge fight. The plumber comes. The bathroom floods. Your lovely new home is destroyed all because you got a takeaway and your marriage is in ruins. So do not get a takeaway if you move house. Just get out a pan and cook. <laughs> Thank you, Daisy. Catastrophization by Daisy Earl. <laughs> Available in all bookshops now and then. <laughs> well, it was hard to rebut that one. I'm a big girl of takeaways. This was interesting. I think that was the first time the rebuttal was actually longer than the argument. So that was fun. <laughs> but that being said, it's because I think... Uh, Kaylee had such a succinct argument. So even though I am, I honestly am deathly afraid that I would move into a haunted house after watching Poltergeist as a child. Did you guys ever see Poltergeist? It's about this very same thing you're talking about, Daisy. It's about this, this family, this middle-class family moves into this brand new, new build and then turns to come to find out that was a, a native American burial site. And so they start, which, which fair enough, if you're going to do that, you should be haunted. So I am honestly afraid someday I am going to move into a haunted house, but though I've never really done the, the research. So I should listen to Daisy on that. But I do agree with Kaylee. You should treat yourself (laughs) to takeout. And let me, let me tell you something. When Alex and I moved out of our place in America, we got a Groupon for a cleaner and then we got sushi. And I'm telling you, 
That was the best move out moving house I've ever had in my life. It was just felt so good. So I'm giving two points to Kaylee. I almost, I almost gave her three points for having such a short argument, quick and succinct. And I love that. So I almost gave her another point, but I'm not because I think at this point it would just be really sad. Yeah. And also this, I'm getting hammered this episode, the short argument thing. Again, our whole (laughs) podcast, if everyone did a succinct, this is like saying, well, everyone could just move around all the time. You guys don't (laughs) think about the consequences. If everyone did a tiny argument, we would have this done in 10 minutes. Tiny little arguments. Tiny, tiny. Tiny little arguments in your backpack. (laughs) (laughs) Moon Cohen. Tiny arguments in your backpack. Coming to all bookshops near you. Um, Okay. And then with that, I think I'm just not going to give any points or rebuttals on this one. So that means that Kaylee has won five, six? Is that possible? Six to one. Six. Six to one. Six to one. Kaylee has won Moving House. Congratulations, Kaylee. You're coming back from behind. Every time I say that, I know it sounds dirty and I don't mean it, but you know what I mean. And you are the survivalist of Moving House. Congratulations. Daisy, your streak ends, but you actually are technically still still ahead. Any final thoughts, ladies, as we wrap up the show? Um... Oh, look at us trying to think of something to say. I just, I just resign myself to constantly lose. So this is just a delight. I don't know how to verbalize an eye roll, but I've just done it to both of you. <laughs> Great. But then, but then you just un-eye rolled by describing it. <laughs> Okay, this has been How to Survive Your Life, How to Survive Moving House. I'm your host, Molly, as well with Moon Cohen and Daisy. If you like this this podcast, please like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and tell someone, tell anyone, tell your realtor, tell your letting agent, tell your mom, tell your dog. We appreciate it. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at how the number two survive pod. If you want to email us, we get that because social media kind of sucks. You can email us at how to survive your life pod. That's all one word, how to survive your life pod at gmail.com. You can also find us at Facebook, how to survive your life. Goodbye. Happy moving. And we will talk to you next week. Bye. 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 The music by Jazar. <laughs>